How you doing? Welcome to the Hometown Heroes podcast for Sunday, November 5th, 2017. How you doing? How's your week been? How's your month been? How has your year been? 2017 is almost over. All right. It hasn't been a great year for the world. Let's be honest here. It's a shitty year. The whole world's going to hell. I think I just saw a headline right now that it looks like uh, the military is wanting us to invade North Korea to do some shit. All right? I don't know. whole world's probably going to end. But you know what? We're all from somewhere. We're all going somewhere. And this this podcast is all about where we're from. All right? Your hometown. It's happy stuff. And uh, so I'm really happy to have a good, happy comedian on this episode with us today, Mr. Avery Pearson. Okay? Avery is hilarious, one of the nicest guys I know. And you know what? In comedy, usually nice means uh, not funny. Not the case here. All right? Avery's nice and actually funny, a new father. Speaking of which, uh, check out his uh, new video, music video dropping on November 9th. That will be this week. Uh, it's called I'm Not Equipped to Be a Father. Hilarious song. I've seen him seen him perform it at his hilarious show the 88 show it's a monthly show at the uh, hollywood improv uh, i think it's monthly on wednesdays um i'm not sure when the next one's gonna be but uh let's see it on here but the last one was the 18th i don't know but uh the 18th of october so there's one coming up in november so look at uh, keep an eye out on that you can follow avery on uh twitter and at avery funny that's a v E-R-Y-F-U-N-N-Y, all right? Follow him there. He'll keep you posted on uh, when the next show is going to be. Avery is also part of the Midnight Snack crew, the trio uh, at the Hollywood Improv. That's the uh, that's him, Josh Adam Myers, and Jeremiah Watkins. I don't know if they do that as much anymore because they're also part of the goddamn Comedy Jam crew, all right? Uh, and I'm sure you've heard about that. That's on Comedy Central. And they take it on the road a lot. Okay, uh, last plug for Avery. Uh, you can uh, he features for Adam Ray all across the country. Uh, if you want to check out the dates for that, go to AdamRayComedy.com. Okay, uh, let me see. What are some dates coming up? Oxnard, California. That's coming up November fifth. What's today? Uh, okay, yeah. So if you're in Oxnard, go see him tonight at seven p.m. Okay. San Diego, uh, November 7th. Phoenix, November 8th. All right, so uh, go all over the place. All right, check it out. Um, I'm going to keep this one short because this interview ran a little long because it was so good. All right, um, really fun episode, really fun guy. Uh, not a mushroom. Um, what else? Is there anything else I need to talk about? Uh, doing a lot of work, blah, 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 blah. I already told you guys about the colleges. What else? Oh, about Canada. Oh, oh, a couple good things. All right. What, uh, one thing you probably noticed already, new music up top. All right. That music is uh, is uh, music by Divine Right, and the song is called Supernatural. That is a band from Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. All right. That's going to be a new thing I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be featuring music by people and bands 
and singers and whatnots uh, from the hometowns of the episode. Um, if for some reason, uh, you know, it's a small town where no one's from, uh, wife just asked me what semolina is. Come on. It's semola. Uh, that's the pasta flour. Come on. I'm making homemade pasta tonight for my wife's birthday. Delicious. Um, anyway, uh, so that's what that is. Going to try to do that. If, uh, if for some reason there's no musicians from the hometown, I'll just use the closest city. Uh, doing that and then also you're going to notice that uh, this is uh, where I'm, I'm not going to do uh, weekly anymore uh, I'm going to do bi-weekly that way I give it gives myself a little more time to do better research uh, so I'm um, this episode but I'll still do the weekly intro um, you guys can hear my voice every week and also so uh, you know let's say let's say next week I was doing Thornhill um, I'll get on this week and say hey doing thornhill ontario anyone from there anyone who knows anything about it uh help me out send me some stories send me some uh questions even maybe stuff that you want to know about it maybe you're from there you have some stories maybe you know the history that some people that wikipedia and uh whatnots might not know so uh that's going to be a new thing with the podcast so music up top is from the place and we're doing every other week um Oh, actually, next week I'm going to be uh, recording um, for San Francisco, Pacific Heights specifically, the neighborhood Pacific Heights, San Francisco. So if you know anything uh, specific about that, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram's probably the best. It's my favorite place, and also Facebook. Um, and all of it's at Here with Joe Carl. Here with Joe Carl. All right, that's H E R E. W-I-T-H-J-O-E-C-A-R-L, okay? Uh, hit me up on that, and that way, uh, um, you know, you can help me out. That's a great way you can help out with the podcast. I think that's it. Keeping it clo- uh, keeping it short right here. Uh, enjoy this episode, okay? And uh, I will see you next week. We are doing Pacific, was it? Pacific Hills? Pacific... Uh, God damn it. It was San Francisco. Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights. Pack Heights, California. Thank you. Genuinely insane. How's it been going? It's good. Uh, he's healthy. He's happy. He loves me. He plays piano. We have these two little player pianos. So he like. He has a baby piano? Yeah. He's got a baby grand. Baby, baby grand. And he's got Fisher Price. And he literally plays them with two hands. Um, we have a three-legged dog that is his best friend. And it's, it's cool. That's adorable. Yeah. Well, we're here. I just started recording because you were okay. talking about your little baby boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's turn the AC off and get sweaty in my apartment. All Hell right. Yeah. Uh, we are here. Welcome to the Hometown Heroes podcast, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're here with our good friend, Avery Pearson. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You're going to hear a lot about where I'm from, and I'm very, I'm actually ex- very excited to hear. You're going to know more about where I'm from than I am, I think, to be honest. I, that's what ha- It happens a yeah. lot. That's what happens a whole lot when we do this. Yeah. Um, I uh, before we get started, why don't we go ahead and I like to do plugs up top. So oh, let's okay, yeah. Plug plug away. What's your Twitter, Instagram? Yeah. What you got shows coming up? Yeah, uh, I you can be you can find me at Avery Funny across all platforms. Uh, my thing is I do the eighty eight show at the Hollywood Improv. Great show. Thank you very much. I love it. I work really hard on it. 
the show is a talk show where the band is the host and I'm the band and I'm the host mm-hmm. and I have comics come on and we do original comedy songs so I'll they'll do a set and then we'll banter a bit kind of like a Dean Martin special and then we sing this original song and I think it's the only show like it and I'm super stoked uh, hopefully some good festival things happening for it soon and so you can check that out November 29th at the Hollywood Improv 9.30 p.m. at the Lab and I'm on the road. If you guys are listening around America, you can uh, catch me with Adam Ray headlining comedy clubs all over the country. We are going to be doing Tempe coming up in uh, uh, mid-November. And then we got New York in early December. Edmonton's going to be in the new year. we got a bunch of places to come up. So just go to uh, Adam Ray stand-up tour dates and you can check me on the road. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, you know what I'm really excited for is I'm about to release a, my first music video. Ooh. Yeah, and it's called... Which song is it? It's called I'm Not Equipped to Be a Father. Great song. Right? Thanks, man. You've, like, you've been to my show. Dude, the 88 show is... I'm not just saying this because okay. you're my guest today. Favorite show in the lab right Really? Now. No, oh. it really is. Thanks, dude. I You've changed it, though. You started... Mm-hmm. It used to be all improv songs. So yeah. you would have guests uh, come and, like, you guys, he, they would do a, a set, yeah. and then you would do a short little interview, and based on that interview, you would come up with a song on the spot. Right. And it was, I actually liked it like that. Yeah, yeah. I liked it because, not just because sometimes it was magical whenever it would work. Right. <laughs> whenever. It would, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, you know, like, not everyone's is, is like, you know, good on their feet like you are with uh, coming up with songs. It wouldn't work, but the beauty of that was is he had you and then mm-hmm. everyone saw Jeremiah uh, yeah. Watkins and uh, um, Josh. Josh Adam Myers would pop in yeah. and it would just be like a beautiful little, it was super organic thing where it would just like fix itself. Yeah. And I love that. I, I think you should still have at least one improv or one, you know, n- one nightmare set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a total nightmare and like, it's terrifying. I could, I, I don't think I could do it. it it's cool. Like, yeah, that's that's sort of what happened. I mean, I really. I want, should also point oh. out it's amazing still. Like having yeah. having the original songs. I guess you they they come throughout the week and like come yeah, up with song. Right, these guys come over to my house and like yeah, it's Brian still Callen good. It's still over. totally good. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, like Brian Callen come over. Like whoever is on the show, they come over and they're like in my living room and they meet my kid and my dog and then we write this song and um, like last month we had Jonathan Kite and it was. You know, just right in the middle of North this North Korea news and Trump mm-hmm. and Weinstein. It was like insane. And we wanted to say something about it, but we just realized white guys have said enough. Yeah. No, and yeah. So we did a song about it, and the the chorus was, white guys have said enough. Oh, that's so great. instead, we're going to do what's simple and fun and just do impressions. And so we just did this song of impressions, and I think people liked it because it was just like a break. Is Brian married? Is Bri- he a, is he a married guy as well? Brian. Oh, Callan. Yeah. Well, I was talking about John and Kite. Oh, John. John. Oh, is John. He John's not. He's not. Uh, I was gonna no. say you're married. I'm I married. Am. That's the number one thing. Everything with like guys, even with well intentions, going on long rants yeah. about what like oh here's my me too as well. It's like yeah. nah, dude. Anyone who's married knows like the best thing you need to do is shut up and listen, man. Oh. Just shut up and listen. That's all you got to do, right? Uh, I have another song <laughs> that I wrote for my wife, and the chorus is when when some, when some your wife is upset, it goes, just say that sucks. Mm-hmm. I feel your pain. I can't believe it. That's so insane. I'm here to listen. I won't interrupt. I'm sorry, honey, because I know that really sucks. That's it. And that's really... That's really That's it. the secret to a good relationship is just go... You just listen. You don't try and fix it because you can't. You can't. And you just go, huh, God, that sucks. And they go, yeah, it does. And you go, 
yeah, it does. And you're justified. And everything you're feeling is right. Just whatever your wife says. If your wife is like, hey, the Holocaust didn't happen. You go, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that people think otherwise, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that is it. Place. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. But maybe if you want to keep in staying relationship, yes. I'm going to push pause and then we're going to get to Thornhill. I just realized uh, in the late setting up, uh, I didn't get water and I'm already parched. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, guys, uh, take a break. Grab some water. This will uh, be five milliseconds for okay. you. Okay. Right. And break. Yeah. That's okay. It's all right. So for those of you, we we <laughs> decided to split a beer. Yeah. And there's nothing more Canadian than sharing a beer with a friend. And all right. So now we're going to get to it. What are we here for? It is Thornhill, Ontario, God Canada. Bless you. Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. Oh man, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it uh, it was a it was a good one to hear about. So you want to hear about the history of Thornhill? I'd love to. All right, so let me just make sure we're still recording. I suck at this. This is part of the podcast. You're doing this great. Is, this is part of the the story of the Hometown Heroes podcast. Is right. how bad the host Joe Carl Abusacker sucks it. Well, at for, for those it. of you that are. You guys are all listening. So just so you have an idea, we're actually sitting in Joe's bathtub right now mm-hmm. with water in it. Um, and we're recording this podcast. He's convinced me that this is the best way to, to record a podcast is to have water in the room. And we've like no bubbles. Up. No, no. It's very important. There's no bubbles. We can see everything. OK, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. Uh, let's get into it. Let's give you a little history. The growth and development of Thornhill is directly related to the se- several geographical factors. Also, I suck at reading, so okay, it's, it's a lot of it. Uh, the development, uh, namely the development of Yon Street. Do you know Yon Street? Young Street. Young. Why is it spelled like that? It's Y O N G E. I'm glad Yonge. you say this. And my buddies at home are going to get a good because we call it Yonge because it's funny to say that. So it's Young Young Street. It's by Young Street Y O U N G. This is spelled Y O N G E, and it's just like one of those things like in New York how you have Houston Street because it's named after a guy named Houston. It's not called Houston Street. Just like that, Young Street. I'm going to jump you here. Is the longest street in the world. Yeah. I- <laughs> Avery, boom! How dare you insult me and not think I already knew that exactly. from all the uh, all the research? Yonge, it oh. is. and it listen, is. I'm going to tell my buddy Adam Risbridger to listen to this. Mm-hmm. He's the pig. They call him the South Hill Pig. He's from a place called Richmond Hill, which is just north of Thornhill. He's uh, he's a hilarious comedian rapper, and he's got this one. He goes, he's he's the uh, this is my favorite lyric that he goes. He goes. When I'm gripping the mic, I'm ripping it better than Casey Kasem with ill flows. You know that I'll be coming up out of the basement because that was. Really impressive. He's um, impressive. I didn't write that, but he used to live in his parents' basement for a very long time. And I just want to give a shout out to Yon Street and Adam Risbridger. He lived in his parents' I basement. I want you to take a mental note okay. of living in the parents' basement, and we're going to get <laughs> back it. to that at okay. some point. Okay, good. All right. So it's uh, it's the, the development of it is directly uh, related to the geographical factors. In the early, early 19th century, water was the main source of power that drove industrial machinery. Thus, the Don River played an important role in the, the Don, early baby. development. You know, yeah, all about man, this that. is great. <laughs> <laughs> it provided power for saw and flour mills that were established in the area by the new settlers. A lot of settlers come to Thornhill over history time. Uh, history time. What other kind of time? I don't uh, know. <laughs> time. Yeah. History. Dead time. Yeah. Uh, or these- her story. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. These mills uh, helped produce lumber to build homes and flour to help produce staple foods such as bread and other baked goods. In 1801, Jeremiah Atkinson, 
not walk not walkins yeah built the first major sawmill on the dawn west of young young street you can call it yonge i'm gonna call it yonge yeah uh, a flour mill was constructed in 802, and gradually, as a result of the mill's first signs of urban development became uh, to emerge. So people, you know, hey, there's where there's mills, there's people. Where Am there's right? mill, there's a way. Exactly. It, it actually, that is 100% true. Yeah. Uh, the years following the War of 1812 saw another mm. wave of immigration. So first they're coming for the mills, then they're coming because at the end of the Neapolitan Wars... Napoleon's Wars. I'm not, I'm not gonna try to say words. It's like a type of ice cream when you say it. Yeah, <laughs> Neapolitan Wars. Uh, <laughs> man, whenever strawberry gets in my bowl, heck yeah, I dude. will I'm destroy to... oh. some Frenchmen. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, was characterized by significant social and economic changes by Britain. So basically, a lot of upper class families that were newly impoverished came came uh, came in here because you know hey there's there's work right so these are people that lost in the american war british and they came up to canada is that what you're saying a lot of them a, a lot bunch of, of british losers exactly yeah. you're saying populated my hometown that's 100 per- what are we doing here we didn't beat the americans why don't we go up to a place called canada a lot do, of do you know the meaning of canada is it in there no, Can the I do, meaning of the word Canada? What it means? What does it mean? Okay, so this is so when we were kids, we had this thing called uh, uh, a part of our heritage, and they would do these videos, and they would show us different things. So, uh, Louis, like they would show us the guy that invented um, that did the roadmap of the the brain, and they would mm-hmm. have this thing where they would say, "Oh, I smelled burnt toast," and so um, <laughs> like a stroke, <laughs> like a stroke, yeah, oh, okay. and that was like thing. So Canada, they the British came. And they asked the native Canadians, the First Nations people we call mm-hmm. uh, that because they were the first nation. Uh, they're like, what is that over there? And they're pointing at the town. Right. And they were kind of saying, what is this country called? That's mm-hmm. what the British ask. And then they and the First Nations thought they meant, oh, what is that over there? And it's like, that's a village. Those are people. And in first in this whatever particular sect of the First Nations, the word Canada means village or people. So literally it is the country of the villager people. Country, okay. the country of the village. Country, the country of, of the village. village people. That's the country of the go. village people. Canada. Young. Yeah. So that's. Young Street. You could do my show. You're doing great. I would love to. Yeah. There you are. This is what this is I would never do that. You would. Too terrified. I've seen too many people fail at it. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Maybe we'll come up with an original. Too many good people. That was was so beautiful about it. All right. Okay. Something I'm noticing about researching these towns and city, though, is this is a city that was that brought in immigration all the time so whether by sawmills or Mm -hmm. like it was a place of uh not just refuge but a new life yep that's that's one kind of town and city Mm -hmm. uh another kind of town and city like the last weeks of uh michael Anochi's is a lot of places that popped up like in the 50s that went from being a farm town like where it was just all land uh to you know real estate moguls wanting to like create uh (laughs) a place you know where's Lenochi from Florida, right? Uh, he's from uh, outside Fort Lauderdale, Jesus. and I the forgot culture, the name of it. The cultural capital of the world. Yeah, totally. So, uh, uh, that, to this. and this is one of the former. This is one of the uh, these. I I don't want to say one's better than the other, but you I can. enjoy. You can say mine's better. This is better. Yeah. I like and I like reading about these because it yeah. it creates this. Uh, it's not one visions culture. It's mm-hmm. a lot of cultures, which we're going to get back to that. A lot of talk about, about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of important, of particular importance, was the arrival of Benjamin Thorne. 
Ah. The grandpappy of your hometown. In like 1820, it. Thorne set up a warehouse in York dealing with the export of grain and the import of iron. So York is was Toronto before it was Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when William Purdy's Burl... Uh, when... <laughs> When William Purdy's mill burnt down, that is a hard. Sentence. That's a William Purdy mills. William yeah. Purdy mills. William. Purdy, that is hard. You don't have. That's to brag. maybe they were <laughs> like. I can't say where are we going, William. I don't like. Let's burn it down. Yeah. Let's burn it down to the ground. When it burnt down, Thorne purchased the remains and erected an even larger. Flour oh, mill. he definitely did arson. He uh, definitely set that up. That's so. Did he? I love that you brought that up. I, I, it, it doesn't say that he did. It definitely happened. But I like that. That's where your mind's at because yeah. there's a lot of little things sure. that are going to happen. This here is the Wild North at the time. Exactly. By 1830, uh, Thorne was operating a flour mill, a sawmill, and a tannery. Which uh, wait a minute. Uh, do you know what a tannery is? It's where you it's you go where get people, tan. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, all the tannin beds. I didn't know they had tannin beds. That I wait. Got. Are you serious? No, it's not oh, serious. God. Ivory. Come on. You looked at me. You're like you kept going. I was like, all right. Okay, what a, is a tannery? A tannery is where they make like they Danny tan tanners. leathers. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it's DJ. where they make leathers. Yeah, you leathers. know they put the the I don't know they tan skins of animals. Okay, tanning. Make, yeah. yeah. So if you wanted like rouge instead of brown, if you want your you know fox skin mm-hmm, to be to look like your grandma who got way too into tanning beds. That's great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Everyone had one of those yeah. grandmas. Uh, the cool. sm- I didn't. The small hmm. settlement came to be known as Thorns Mills. Mm-hmm. And then later, Thorns, Thorns Hill. Because it's, it's his hill. I mean, it, fucking, yeah. he owns all the shit. It's Thorns. And it's very uh, roly-poly, the, the town. How cool would that be to have a place? Like, you just bought a bunch of shit, and then all of a sudden, everyone that's living there is like... Yeah. Oh, Avery, what would your, what would your town be called? The Pearson Keys? God, that's a really good question. If I were to name a town after myself, it would be uh, Avery Averytown. Averytown? No, I would name it after my son. I'd call it Coal Town. Ooh, Coal Town. Yeah, and by the way, you gotta check out Coal Town. It's dope. Uh, they have a lot of piano bars. A lot Surprisingly, of clubs. not that cold. Not that you would cold. Think. It's, it's kind of like it's, the Greenland Iceland thing. It's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice. like kind of like you can wear a nice light sweater. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe a V-neck. And it's kind of cool out, but it's cold town. I would, mine would probably would be, be uh, Abu Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, just to make it even, yeah. just to make the pronunciation <laughs> of your last name that much more <laughs> difficult for everybody. Where it. are we going? <laughs> the town's going to fail. No one knows how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> even Seattle should be Seattle, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, all right. In 1828, Thor- shout out to Adam Ray if he's listening. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is he from what's that? Yeah, Sacramento? He's from, he's from Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Proud, a proud Seattleite, Seattleer, Seattle, Seattle, okay, Seattle, Seattle, a proud Seattle, Seattle. In 1828, Thorne and his brother-in-law William Pearson. No, I'm just kidding. It's Parson. Yep. Uh, William Parson petitioned the government for a post office. At that point, (laughs) at that, I didn't realize this. Once you have a post post office, that's whenever it becomes a city or a town. This people here i swear there's people we need a post how would we know what's happening in other towns <laughs> yeah. oh and we can become thornhill the, the that's town? that's when it officially became thornhill so mr parson was the first postmaster um 
Okay, so he was it. So look at this. Really, this is a lot of corroboration. This is a lot of corroboration. All right. Between My the brothers, years, the, the cook, your uncles, the shit. Like wow. Right. Yeah, exactly. Between the years 1830 and 1848, Thornhill experienced Thornhill experienced a period of sustained growth. So this is when they're pumping out money. At that point, they're building mm. churches. At this yeah. back then, you build churches. That meant your town had money. Yeah. They, this is in in uh, in 1848. That's mm. when, uh, 1830. They built the Trinity Church. Yeah, Trinity. Yeah, which is, I know that. You know. So, all beautiful building, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then in 1950, it got moved to Brook Street. I know all about your town. Uh, yeah. I just this is where Brook I, Street's this beautiful. is where I brag to my guests that I know more about their town than they do. I mean, for sure you do. Uh, agriculture uh, uh, prospered during this time. You know, mm-hmm. this is when farmers and everyone's coming in. Uh, uh, the village came to acquire further services, and you know, this is when they're getting, they're getting everything they need to be a town at this yeah. point. Yeah, this is when when it's when it's happening. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the a lot of things that uh, made it so successful were that the mills were able to work off this uh, the the British government. There was a lot of import, outport, wow. export yeah. uh, things that they could work off with the laws. Right. However, uh oh, in 1840, yikes! Those laws changed. Oh boy. Made it really hard. Made it to where uh, a lot of taxation was going on. Uh, Couldn't yeah. export as easily, and that's when the downturn came. Of Thornhill. What year was that? Uh, the mid 1840s. Oh man! Foremost, these changes was the British government's repeal on the Corn Laws oh, in 1846, okay. uh, which ended lower import tariffs for the mm. Canadian grains to the British markets. Basically, America took over, being able to get the good prices. Yeah, Canada got screwed on it. Interesting. Uh, well, not Canada, but Canadian mill towns like this. Which is interesting because Canada was at the time was a dominion of mm-hmm. England, so mm-hmm. you would think. Like you're going to get better rates. When has England ever cared about their dominions? Am I right? Totally. Everything's coming together. Exactly. Right. Oh man, the downturn was so serious. Was the oversupply uh, that that so serious was the oversupply of stuff that they had that yeah. Benjamin Thornton was left with large amounts of wheat with no market. Oh. As a result, he went bankrupt. Oh, In 1848, God. the distressed Mister Thorne committed suicide. <gasps> committed suicide. Over carbs. Over carbs. After, now this is where it gets interesting. He committed suicide right after he sold his assets and satisfied all his creditors. He's a good dude. He got mar- murdered. He totally got murdered, he right? Murdered. Of course he did. He Whoa. built that whole place with corruption, like we were saying. Yeah. And then he totally built it by burning the place down. But then that whole time he's building up debt. Wow. They realize they're not getting his money. They're remaining back. They're like, you're gonna, we're going to kill you. And then... We're going to just take your dead fingers and sign stuff over. Oh. Or maybe he killed himself. I don't know. I think he got murdered, though. I See, I'm Canadian. I go, oh, what a good dude. <laughs> oh, Settled yeah. his debts and <laughs> maybe, then murdered yeah, himself. Maybe. That's a real Canadian thing to do. I'm going to I'm gonna off myself, Derry, but first I'm going to settle my debts and make sure that everything's copacetic, Derry. You know what? And you're like, I'm American. I bet that he's a real <laughs> fucking... I bet he got murdered by the mob and then they killed him and they took his dead cold fingers. <laughs> you don't need to like take his... <laughs> Or maybe they held them at gunpoint. It is ridiculous. Yeah. I thought they had to take his fingers to sign. Yeah, why thing. would you think <laughs> they could have just signed like, it? There's no something. DNA back then. There weren't like there's not like 
There's no. We swear it was his fingers on the bed. <laughs> These guys are idiots. You know what? I take it back. He totally killed himself. Yeah, I, he's, I just, he's I a, feel just like a polite I'm, Canadian. What am I thinking? I don't know. Uh, the decline in the milling con- t- oh, continued man. forever. It was a long economic downturn for yep. a while. Yeah. Uh, soil fertility got yeah. you know infertile. I don't know. Things like that happened. Floods came. It was oh. a real apocalypse for a while. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh, but then, uh, by the, uh, wait, by the end of the 19th century, Thornhill became a primary, uh, primarily a service center for surrounding farmlands. So right. it became just, you know, like a place he kind of went back and forth through. Hmm. However. Oh yeah. Now we're coming for, this is, this is what I really love about hometowns is that a town or a city can actually have like a, uh, an arc of a story, sure. just like a human's life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It had, you know, it got born. It had a nice little upturn, and then went down the chitter. Thornhill was hot when he was a teenager in high school. It was Thornhill got a lot of had a really bad time in the twenties, and then he got into drugs. Exactly, yeah, because he got too much money too young. Right, that's what happens in Hollywood. You get too much. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I'm not famous. Mm -hmm. Because I would be really, I I wouldn't. wouldn't Who wants to be famous? I don't want to have that kind of attention. And then I may not have the potential growth. And it's really only about hope in this Mm -hmm. life. Exactly. I want to. I want to live in the in the maybe yeah. forever. Yeah. I want to live in. Oh gosh, darn it! I hope this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in 1896, a new mode of transportation, Hell the yeah. Metropolitan Radical Railway. No. No. Radial. Radial railway. Radial. Metropolitan uh, MRR. Oh. Is that, so now it's called the know, TTC. Yeah. Man, I love it when people know shit. I mean, I literally just put the acronym together, but yes, for sure. <laughs> it's a bus like cabins on rails is what it was. Uh, oh, cool. reached, they reached Thornhill, and for the first time, it was possible to live in Thornhill mm. and work in Toronto. And commute. Yep. And f- and thus, traffic was born. Thus, uh, another wave and a different way of mm-hmm. immigration into Thornhill. That uh, is the real... What, hey, can I ask, what does swan yeah. song mean? Swan song? Yeah. It's the, it's like the meaning, it's like the last. Okay, so I've been using it wrong. I was about to say that was the real swan song of the. No, the swan song was when he, when America, when England started buying up the wheat from America. Yeah, that was the swan song of him. That was his swan song. What would be the the main song of. The musical. Oh, okay. Oh, the score. The score. How about that? That, That's the the main score of Thornhill would be the. The rebirth. What? The rebirth of Thornhill was no, when no, they got I'm the train. No, no, I'm saying a theme that goes along all oh. along in Thornhill is that the A plot play things A plot. Yeah. yeah, the A plot of Thornhill is that there's always a way people are coming from everywhere to Thornhill, oh. and we're gonna get to that later again. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? I think so. I hope uh, so. Yeah. So. By this point, the the trains there, this allowed yet another influx of uh, communities of all kinds to flock to the neighborhood that would grow to be the most diverse city in all of Canada. Uh, oh. It is home to a significant number of Jewish, Avery. I'm Jewish. Uh, uh, Chinese, Korean, Iranian, Filipino, yeah. West Asian, black, yeah. and Italian Boom. people. These are all people that reside in... Very uh, multicultural. In, yeah, it is the... It seems like, I mean, technically a lot of places said Toronto itself was yeah. the most diverse place, yeah. but Thornhill in particular is a big really? reason. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a point of pride, I will say, in Canada to be a multicultural city. It mm-hmm. is a point of strength to have diversity and to celebrate diversity, not to... Especially in these times. My God, what are we doing down here? I mean, the- it's always sort of been like that in Canada where you'd go like... You know, America was a melting pot where everyone comes and becomes an American. And Canada was like this rich fabric of not to say the melting pot isn't, mm-hmm. you know, a beautiful thing. But like, 
you're from somewhere. That's an interesting story. It's like why your podcast is cool because you're learning about all these comics and where they come from and why they are the way they're, you know, like why am I, you know, why I'm such a nice person. Why Lenochi is such a sack of shit. It's because he's from Florida, (laughs) but we know that now. Yeah. Yeah. Why you guys say that, bro? What do you, come (laughs) on, bro. He knows why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know that he has, uh, at his, uh, when he does shows, he has that dick rag. Have you heard of this thing? Yeah. He does a joke. It's about, a great merch item. I got to oh, say. Oh, man. It's a rag that's his dick on it. And he has a joke about it. He sells them. He's a killer. It's great. I need that. I don't have that for I have, I have a Canadian cloak. It's a parka that I carried from down to town. Okay, go ahead. So that's pretty much the history of Thornhill. I mean, it's amazing. that is. And that got us to like, you know, now we could further develop and get built strip malls and have Chinese food mm-hmm. and order from Oriental. Oh, Port. talking about food it's great like it, mm-hmm. they really like you said thornhill really does uh celebrate and have pride in how diverse it is and yeah. they like to have the authentic version of all oh, the yeah. of all the foods uh one of the places i found was a a place that opened that actually had a lot of uh you're, you're a vegetarian right i am vegetarian vegetarian vegan uh vegetarian you say vegan in that song it's very confusing and i do just, and then you say you eat mac and cheese mm-hmm. uh, but at least but that's the irony it. of it it's great yeah. um i go uh, the song basically, is, which is going to be coming out. Oh, I was going to actually talk about it. Was I'm not equipped to be a father. Going to be coming out on Funny or Die in early November. I have Chris. It's a great song. Chris Red, Tiffany Haddish in the music video. Adam Ray, Josh Wolf, Josh Myers, Scott Derwood, and uh, myself, my wife, my mother, my son. I literally brought in everyone I know, and we're going to release this really funny music video. And it goes, uh, I'm not equipped to be a father. I can barely take care of myself. I'm vegan and I'm fat. How the heck did I manage that? I eat mac and cheese at 4 a.m. It's mm-hmm. like just, it's That's just great. great fun. I wrote. So I good. Yeah. I love it. Thanks, man. Uh, and on the show, I will say, just to pat my own back, mm-hmm. I, I always on the ha- 88 show, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, there's always a, there was a duo um, of backup singers, mm-hmm. Dulce Sloan Dulce and Sloan, Nicole Thurman. Now with the Daily Show. Now with Daily Show and Nicole Thurman now with the opposition. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. The 88 show grows and it gives careers to people yeah, for dude. everyone except for its host. Okay. <laughs> It's always coming. yeah yeah uh so yeah authentic food there's actually a place let mm-hmm. me pull this up there's a place in thornhill right now uh getting some shit from some people oh. and like not getting shit from other people okay. that people love it it's a uh, oh, what's it called it's a restaurant it's a restaurant that serves authentic uh sushi hmm. uh japanese sushi but all the food is still alive when you eat it oh no right oh, isn't no. that crazy yeah. like they like cut a uh, a tentacle off an octopus and give it to you. Octopus are like, they have like souls, don't they? I really don't like that. You don't? Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's, that. Uh, do you want, I mean, I don't want to talk. I mean, the, the reason I'm a vegetarian is because I saw a video like that. Oh, really? And I stopped eating meat. You, you're a vegetarian, not as much for health reasons, but more for animal reasons. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I also have a lot of heart disease in my family, so cutting out meat is a smart idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I can't express how disgusting that is. Mm -hmm. I am one of the people that has opposed that. That is a mark of shame. That's that is a real mark of shame. It's so weird. I'm sorry about that. You don't have to apologize. I will. I'm Canadian. That's not your hometown. And that's very, I mean, that's not like that's it's un-Canadian not your to cut an animal in half and serve you the the flummoxing arm on your plate. That's not a kind thing to do. Yeah. Well, it's gross. You know, I. You know what? It, you know what it is? Not, is Thornhill just, had so many great things. I wanted to give you one bad well, thing to give you. That's good. We do have other good things though. There's good people that came out of Thornhill. Oh, there's great people. We'll get to that. Oh, we're not there yet. Okay. Um. 
Thornhill. I'm gonna. What is the name of that restaurant? Do you know? I would, let me let me go okay, back. We're and gonna see. look it up, and I'm gonna that that's terrible. We're gonna look it. We're, I'm looking it up right now. Chefs are serving. Uh, one bite. Why wouldn't they put it in the title? Uh, Chef Alan Kang. Uh, he's not even. He's not even Asian. Some white dude. I know, right? Yeah. You're Ed, not even authentic, dude. You're Ed, a putz. Gano. Gano is the name of oh, the restaurant. Oh, Ria. Got it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right. So I found this blog. Wow. And this is what we're going to do. Please don't we, go to Gano. This is what we're going to do right now. Okay. Uh, this is a blog called 10 Signs You Live in Thornhill. Oh, my God. That's great. So we're going to. Can, can you turn it a little? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to go through them all. <laughs> yeah. Center Street Deli. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude, I want to talk about Sinister Deli. We can Deli. talk about Sinister Deli all day. Uh, so we're going to go through them all. Who wrote we're, this blog? This was this is a blog Blog-tio. by... Um, blog Tio. It was okay. all the way down at the bottom, I remember. By uh, uh, Hector Vasco. No, that was the picture. Okay, we'll figure it out. Oh, Jacqueline Scarbacky. Scrobacky. Jacqueline Scrobacky. Jacqueline Scrobacky. Okay, well, shout out to Jacqueline Scrobacky. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so much for this. I want to. I want to. I want to say each list yeah. thing, and I want you to tell me if that applied to you yes. or applies to you still. Or I'm whatever. very excited for this. This is great. Yeah. So number one, you absolutely loathe the Promenade Mall, but mm-hmm. constantly find yourself there. Absolutely. Yeah. So Promenade Mall is it's a it's got everything. Mm-hmm. Um. And you just go in there and you're like, something's different. My world has changed. There's like something in the air and it's not a magical thing. It's like, I know I didn't do something right in life that led me to this moment. And here I am at the promenade mall. Because a promenade, it sounds like such a nice, lovely mm-hmm. place. Like this, the Third Street Promenade and, and Santa Monica. That's yeah. a great promenade. It's like an open place. This is like, this has like, I don't even remember the name. Like they have. I mean, everyone's got Gap, but like Claire's accessories. They must have like, they probably have like 10 Claire's accessories in right. one place. And the food court's just, it's a lot of Manchu Walk. Can no, I just Nothing can I just against say, the good people of Manchu Walk, proud sponsors of this podcast. But. As uh, as as nice and polite as Canadians are, mm. I loved going to the Yelp reviews for the Promenade Mall. Sure. I'm going to read a one-star yeah, yeah, review yeah. here. One star. <laughs> one-star review. Okay. I'm a, I'm a regular at any mall. This is one of my rare visits to uh, to the promenade, and I cannot believe how different the people and the staff are here. I prefer to hang out in Woodbridge or Vaughn Mills. Is Vaughn Mills is one of my faves. They're definitely Italian. <laughs> I cannot believe how how a few minutes of driving can change people. Oh my God! Everyone here comes off so snobby and yeah. rude. Yeah. Who shops here? Yeah. No eye contact. Yeah. No hellos. No, no excuse me's. Yeah. It's like they want you to feel invisible. Yeah. No common courtesy whatsoever. I was trying on yeah. a $200 shoes and you'd think someone would greet you or come up after you so you could help so they could help a size perhaps. No. All capital? Nothing. Very un-Canadian mall. Mm-hmm. I'm um, very Hold on, we're almost to the end. Oh, I'm okay. very disappointed with all of this and the people in it. Yeah. Dot 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 dot. Few lines there. Although I must say the staffs at David T's are very pleasant. David's T's? Yeah. Okay, this is a crazy person because they're going. Oh, to everyone a, on Yelp is a crazy a person. A t-shirt store. This is a person that's like finding value in a t-shirt. Store. That wasn't the only one. Sorry, there was a lot of them. That was just my it's, favorite. You know what it is? It's just such a weird place. The 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 movie theater. I mean, last time I was there, it's like is a Cineplex Odeon. It's like one of those like old school, you know. But it wasn't like it didn't have. It was like a new cinema. So it it wasn't like built back in the 50s it was built in like the 80s or something so it just like lacked mm-hmm. class and the chairs are uncomfortable and that's like how all malls are sticky floors that's yeah that is, okay it's just that a mall. is the swan song of every mall 
at the end it they they get they lose all their good shops people stop coming well the swan song indicates that something's going to end yeah the S- end of all malls end is, of all malls is, is when is... they get depressing because they never really update, <laughs> updated themselves yeah, yeah i think i used swan song correctly I think, yeah, okay there. i think i finally two points got... for swan song okay. okay number two your weekend brunch debate consists of picking between what a bagel or bagel world either way you're mm. going to spend the first 10 minutes Upon arrival, saying hello to everyone you know. Yeah, what a bagel, right? bagel world. Um, I I was in a Center Street Deli, and uh, what a bagel, bagel world. They're really good. Do they have pictures of them there or no? Uh, no, it's okay. Links. So those are good bagel spots. Here's the thing. Uh, Toronto bagels are like big. When they're fresh, they're delicious. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a really crispy outside, and inside's like super doughy. Got to get them fresh. And then there's Montreal bagels, and there's a big debate about which is the kind of mm-hmm. best deba- um, bagel. Now, I'm from Toronto, so I'm going to say Toronto bagels. Mm-hmm. Truth of the matter is, and my friends in Montreal are going to, you know, they're going to never, I'm never going to the end of this. I think Montreal bagels are a little better. Controversial. Yeah. I wish I had a button with a noise on it. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah, because you know they're they're sweeter. Uh, there's something about the way they're cooked. They're like kind of they're less doughy. They're not as heavy. Wow. They're just kind of like a ring rather than a big bun sort of thing. But. People can't see this, but uh, actually a, a a French hat, painter's hat, just grew over his Toronto maple leaves hat. <laughs> I, I lived in Montreal for three years. Oh, we, 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 we. That's the thing about Montreal. We don't just say yes. We say it five times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what a bagel. I... Yeah, I would uh, I would say I would be more of a Center Street Deli person. So I'm going to pass on number two. Oh, okay, so Center Street has uh, bagels as well? Center, Center Street Deli's got everything. It's We're going to get to Center Street okay. in a second because I'm very excited about okay. it. Okay, that's great. All right, number three, uh, yeah. you have to explain where you live by saying just keep driving north of Bathurst Street. Bathurst. Bathurst. J- so wait, say that again? It's Just keep driving north on Bathurst Street. Right. This is equivalent to New Jersey where you're like, oh, you're from New Jersey. What exit? Mm. It's that kind of thing. So Bathurst is this long strip. So you're like, where do you live? I live 10 minutes up Bathurst. I live 20 minutes up Bathurst. And you kind of like get a sense of where it is. This is before like, this is probably written like ways will tell you. you Oh, yeah. But it's, you definitely do get that sense of like uh, location is based on duration. Okay. So I'm, I live 20 minutes away from you down Bathurst. Oh, Bathurst. I feel like I've, talked bad about the two bagel spots in Thornhill and, and I want to take it back and I want to <laughs> say they're good bagel spots because I have been there a lot it's just that Center Street Deli is so close to my heart okay. and I think anyone from Thornhill would understand why I said that okay and we're going right. to continue number four you brag about knowing or knowing someone who knows Hayden Christensen <laughs> Milos Raonic okay. or Andrew Wiggins you, you bra- went to school with Hayden. You brag, or what is it? You you brag about knowing them or knowing of no. I feel like okay. this isn't you because you know you're better than all of them, right? Well, so Hayden Christensen's my oldest friend. Oh, really? Yeah. I was gonna say because yeah. I was looking, I saw that he uh, he went to your high school. Right? Hayden went to my Hayden and I, and I went to about the same age. Baythorn mm-hmm. Elementary Arts Elementary School together. Oh wow, you we went, went to, to elementary. Yeah, we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. We're still very close friends to this day. And that, is he out here? He is out in LA. No, right and uh, he has a place up in Toronto as well. And that is true. Mm-hmm. That a lot, a lot of, people of people do that. Do that. But the reality, it is, the, the reality is, you're talking to the person who actually can say that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, literally, this, doesn't, yeah. uh, this doesn't apply to you. You're this not going like, oh, to brag about knowing your friend. Yeah, this is like, oh, people will be like, yeah, I went to high school with Hayden. Oh, Unionville High School, that's the Hayden school. Or like mm-hmm. Baythorn, oh yeah, Hayden went there. Yeah. But guess what? 
So did Avery Pearson. Exactly. He just Avery, Avery Pearson is yeah. yeah. This this is an update. It should say Avery on here. And as well. Milos Raonic is a top and uh, uh, tennis player. And uh, Andrew Wiggins is a top basketball player, and there's oh, a few Wiggins. others. Yeah, he plays for he plays in the NBA. He got the rookie of the year. I Mitchell believe. Mitch Marner is mm-hmm. a young a hockey player. He went from playing a lot of hockey. He, I mean, we could, that's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. But like, he went from playing hockey in Thornhill to playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which Hayden will say that is his dream of uh, that that that's everyone's dream is. I can imagine to play to be like. Be a kid playing in Thornhill, mm-hmm. and then get to play for Leafs. That is, that's that it. is, and that's that. That's actually luck. I always think about that for yeah. athletes because, yeah. like, getting into the NHL or NBA or anything, that's not luck. That's a lot of hard work and a lot of determination. But to get to play your for your team. hometown oh. team, not even hometown, but like the team that is like everyone loves. Oh my god, dude! When I get jerseys, I get my own name on it. I don't. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, oh, I, I, I think it's the that. best. Uh, yeah, it's. Awesome. I have one jer- I have a Sundin jersey and a Gilmore jersey, because they're they were mm-hmm. staples of my childhood. But all my other jerseys are Pearsons. Can I just say the Maple Leaves? Mm-hmm. Some of the best unis in all the sports. Thank you, and I Honest agree with you. God. And I'll say this about Montreal: we have better jerseys, so eat that. Dude, Montreal's you jerseys your aren't bagels. great. You look like lumberjacks. Exactly, I'm they're not. Great. Not going to be able to play Montreal. I don't like Montreal. Again. There's a big rivalry. I mean, between not Montreal, these. the city. I don't like the Canadians. The Habs. Yeah, not the Canadians, the people. I don't like the Montreal. <laughs> We're finally better than the Habs for the first time in like. A very long time and yeah. in a sad amount. Can I just say, as a as a hockey fan, being, were you a fan of you a Kings fan? Oh, dude, come on! I'm a Predators fan, man. I was one of the very first Nashville Predators. That's fans. cool. And to be able to take PK Subban from uh, Montreal was just a uh, glorious. Yeah, but you gave up Shea Weber. Like. He's the he, uh, Shea Weber. I know this is turning into a yeah, sports podcast, yeah, but yeah. like I just say, Shea Weber is uh, probably a way better defenseman. But PK is a better defenseman for the Predators. We have good de- defense already. already. We defense, needed a yeah. good scoring defenseman, and he's fantastic. Okay, cool. Okay, you're gonna have to uh, cut that out because no one's gonna <laughs> want to listen to that. Number five, you live with your parents, your I, friend back in the day. Yeah, yeah. my friend Adam Risbridger. Well, <laughs> throw him under the bus. <laughs> I mean, he did for a while. Uh, for like for a while, did. and I, you know, I left home when I was 18, and I moved back with my parents, and I was like in my late 20s, just to like regroup for a year. But yes, there is a lot of that. It's close to Toronto, right? Which is a huge city. So why pay so rent? Why Live pay in your rent? basement. Fucking, I don't understand you know. why more people here, like anyone who's from like fucking Bakersfield or somewhere outside of LA, dude, yeah. fucking live there and drive yeah. in. Why wouldn't you not pay rent? Yeah, for sure. Milk off your parents. Milk yeah, exactly. off the teat of life. Exactly. Yeah. Number six, you think heavens that Center Street Deli, one of the city's best delis, is in your neck of the woods. It, it wasn't my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. It was right around the corner. It was, it was a yeah, four-minute drive away from my house and a 10-minute bike. And uh, they have incredible matzo ball soup. And they got smoked meat. And uh, they have really good um, lutkas. And they have good um Can I just knishes. say, I don't understand how anti-Semitism can exist right, when, when Jewish lutkas. delis... Yeah. Are, are a thing i, I think mean, it, that's a whole anyone, other yeah if if there would have been a canters in germany in 1939 <laughs> nothing would have happened <laughs> well there would have been a lot of indigestion <laughs> yeah oh man it was so so good the and jews are making my stomach turn kill them all <laughs> <laughs> i uh there there's i mean five star reviews all across the board for oh, center street center street delhi is an incredible establishment um, I want to give a big shout out. And that was a, a deli that started in Montreal and moved. Yeah. 
Mon- I didn't realize I, this Luke is something West. I found out. Montreal uh, smoked meats is a specific kind of meat smoking from Montreal. Yeah, it's it's like it's basically pastrami, mm-hmm. but I guess the way they smoke the meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm into that. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read a five star sure. review for. Sure. Uh, it's uh, I like my pastrami sandwiches like I like my men, old fashioned, spicy, and with lean meats. Gross. Yeah, so gross. Center Street is a Montreal style deli and specializes in Montreal style smoked meats. I didn't even know they were. I all right. I'm gonna read this review. Yeah. Uh, I hope this was written by a Jewish person because okay. if it wasn't, the tone of it is so much weirder. I'll be able to tell. Uh, I didn't even know there were Jews. First of all, what's the first name of the person? Does it say? Uh, Kathleen M. No, that's not a Jewish. Name. Okay, then this is weird. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know there were Jews in Montreal. Since there are people who have historically wandered the <laughs> desert, I thought Toronto was the farthest north. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely not a Jewish person. I didn't even know they had. Well, that's that's a Jewish name. It's like, oh, I didn't know they had Jews in Montreal. Oh, what a weird thing. I didn't even know that the Jews moved there. I once knew a Jewish person back when I was in school. We called him Hornhead because we thought he had horns coming out of his head. We also called him Schnoznoz. You know why? You know about those Jews. What well, Jews, why why are Jews no so big? Because air is free. <laughs> I don't usually say that. I only talk about that amongst the girls with my cards and insane i thought Toronto definitely not a jewish first. person <laughs> kathleen number one teller that's like my name is what's your name christian what's your last name bajuski no it's not it's if she's not though here's the funny thing she has a whole food blog uh ranking jewish delis across the co- across the that's, country that's just cultural appropriation it's right so there. weird yeah. and i <laughs> she says dz atkins in san diego is number one so now i need to go try it Center Street. There's no two. way that a deli in San Diego <laughs> that's what I was is the best deli in the so world. So maybe that's the number Where's one teller Kathy that she is M not. <laughs> yeah, she's no idea what she, you. You got to go to like. You, you, it's like number you have five to go to Jewish Carnegie cities deli. like Toronto, Montreal, Chicago, L.A., New York, uh, New York. Yeah. You know th- that's where you'll find good Jewish. Like San Diego. It's so Come weird. On. That's number one. Yeah, that's like her brother owns that one. Oh, He's, you know the best. Her brother pizza? Tad, Kansas, Missouri. Really, <laughs> really. Okay. It got me. I want to go to Center Street so bad now because that is probably my favorite kind of food. Center Street's fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's continue. Ten yeah. signs. Uh, what number were we at? Uh, cabbing and Ubering downtown at night is one of your biggest ongoing expenses. For sure. Whatever. That's anywhere. I mean, it's a You're pretty far. special Thornhill lady. No, but it is. It's it's a schlep. It's a schlep city. You know, like you're definitely yeah. going to be drive. Your commute's going to be at least 45 minutes to over an hour coming down from work. That's why people take the go. Shout out to go. Mm-hmm. You're still mourning the loss of Belly Buster, even though you probably never visited. What's that? Belly Buster? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You don't know? No. All right. Well, then that's Belly, not I mean, it rings a bell. Belly. I'm probably, there's probably Belly a lot of Buster listening. set to expire. Does that look... It's like sub sub shop. Oh, I don't even. I've never even heard of it. Whatever. So no, I'm not. Man, from fuck Hill, Belly Buster. Yeah. Uh, you laugh at the thought of going to the tickled toad, but <laughs> no, you'll probably end up there on a night out. Wait, let me see the tickled toad. Tickled toad is. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like. I yeah, maybe it's it a like, bar, right? Yeah, it's a bar. Yeah, I haven't seen a picture of this in a while. That place? <laughs> Do you know what that place is? Yeah, the tickled toad. You've been there? Yeah. It's a fun place. You know what's funny is that when I grew up in Thornhill, I left when I was 18. So I wasn't legal to like go out to drinks and stuff. Mm. Oh, right. So I moved to Montreal. So I never really got never the got real that. 
downtown Toronto or Thornhill feel or Toronto for that matter. I was just too young. Oh, it's funny you say that because number 10 is uh, you just tell people you're from Toronto. <laughs> that's, that's number 10. I tell people I'm from Toronto if I'm in a place that wouldn't know. Of course you do. That Why would, people, I tell people I'm from Nashville. I'm from an hour outside Nashville. People don't know where Canada is. Yeah, exactly. Here. Like right. they're not going to know Toronto. A lot of people don't know where Toronto is, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm a very proud Thornhillian. I learned a lot of what I know in terms of like the arts and my life because of growing up in this, a suburb of Toronto. And mm-hmm. so I'm very proud of that. And it, it is full of like really talented people came out of it because there was, a, it's just like a good place. Yeah. Positive, nice, a it focus seems on education, like social welfare. People cared about each other. It wasn't like there was like a main street parade that everyone had to go to. It wasn't like that, but it was just a really good place to grow. And it was safe and fun and people were nice to you. And I would say, you know, it, it's a very, uh, very cool. I this the the system the schooling system was so good that in high school I had a choice mm-hmm. between four high schools which I could have gone to which were all excellent and you would go to it based on well you know I'm kind of more into athletics or I'm more into this and it was all free and it was all wait your high school was free yeah what what are you talking about is yours not well yeah mine was I went to a public school but like all yeah. right just I went so to an art pe- school exactly that's what I'm saying yeah. just to put this in my, my surprise and perspective yeah uh, Avery went to a high school what was it called Union Unionville High School it was uh, for the arts yeah it's art it's Arts York uh, Unionville arts York. it's called Unionville High School Arts York program I looked it up this is like a nice like the prestigious yeah. art school that yeah. same type of uh, school would have cost like 30 grand a year oh in the yeah it was a you would pay you would give uh like 500 bucks just for like incidentals every year that'd wow. be something like that but the school that i went to are we in high school section right now or well let's go we'll, get well let's start okay. it let's start in, in elementary and then we'll get back elementary. To so i went to baythorne arts elementary mm-hmm. another school uh that focused on the arts that wasn't directly in my uh school area so I had to try out to get in mm-hmm. and we did all five arts we did uh, dance and vocal and instrumental and uh, like visual arts and uh, drama mm-hmm. and so you had to specialize in all of it and I went to the school and we would like every day I would be like just engulfed in the arts That's and so it was cool. just the most amazing experience and this is when I was like 12 12 to 15 years old um, which is where I met Hayden. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, I met my Hayden years ago, but like it's where I made a lot of good friends and uh, good people that I continue to stay in touch with on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, I was like the lead, I ended up being the lead in the school play oh, uh, yeah. at the end, and uh, we would do like our band like won all the awards. We were like stacked. Uh, I learned the alto sax there, so I played that. You played the sax? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Sax, flute, guitar, piano, flute such a funny word i want to pick it back up because it's like there's something there's something just amazing who plays the flute that's why you Avery pick Pearson. It up. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well that's why i switched to alto sax yeah <laughs> i was like it's a little cooler um so yeah so alice uh, so arts elementary had an incredible time there learned a lot and uh it was just an incredible sportive environment and i was very lucky to be there yeah dude yeah. i looked up these schools and yeah. unionville high school like yeah. It's a great art school. I sent you the uh I sent you a yeah. reel that they put together <laughs> nice. and it's like a goddamn like Olympics yeah. like sizzle reel. So I went to Unionville High School Arts York program and I went during the golden era. I think things have changed a little bit now. There's I'm not exactly sure how it's set up, but um when I went it was like the, it was the it was you had to get in. Um I got in. 
Um, and I met my best friends now, guys like um, one of my Adam Rusbridger, who I was talking mm-hmm. about before. But Hayden, we kept hanging out there. Um, Byron Laviolette is a buddy of mine who has a PhD in um, immersive theater and clown. So he's a doctor of clown of clowning. What? Yeah. What's his name? Byron Laviolette. Amazing. So he's a great dude. He actually no runs, relation to Peter Laviolette. None at all. Okay. Uh, actually, maybe I'm not sure, but oh, he. Dude, you gotta uh, ask him. I will and tell him thank you from a Nashville Predator fan. <laughs> I feel like he's told me before, but I forgot. Um, so Byron uh, runs a show called Morrow and Jasper at Toronto. It's really popular, and it's a, cl- a clown show. It's a duo, duo a female duo, and they're incredible. Um, and there was like, there's a guy, Brendan Gall, who became like a sort of a Toronto legend in terms of being an actor, and now mm-hmm. he's writes on blind spot and another show he just jumped on here so he's down here a lot of uh people like went on just to do really cool things after Unionville high school wait and a second hold the phone are you saying if you put money into education that man, pe- successful people will come out of it don't, and don't actually even, don't even get me started oh like, man i can't believe yeah, that it's that's in my opinion the way that it's run here it must be to suppress a large portion of the population. Absolutely. Anytime anyone yeah. like brings up a conspiracy about that, I'm like, yeah, yeah obviously it's to like, keep, it's to keep the divide, but I'll, I'll I don't want to like, you know, divide between American Canada and my perceptions. Oh, divide away. I don't want to. I, I just <laughs> want to talk about how great the environment was that I grew up in. It was, I, every morning I would go to class for an hour and a half and then my homeroom mm-hmm. was a drama class. So that's how to start so the day is cool, learning. Dude. In grade nine, we covered all everything to do with theater, um, culminating, like anything from mask to movement work to comedy, uh, culminating in performing. You started learning comedy in school by teachers. That's amazing. Dude, when I was in grade, so we culminated in, in doing uh, Merton Cathedral. And grade 10 is, grade 10 was all comedy. Hell it's a yeah, comedy yeah. year. So we did Comedia dell'arte. We did mask. So that's mask work, Italian mask work. We did stand up, improv. We competed against improv teams in like one area meets. Did you do forensic? Did they have forensics up there? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I don't we know. had forensics. That that was like an extracurricular we had to do. It's basically like that improv competitions. Yeah. No, I mean this this place like we did um we did a whole half year on waiting for Godot. So we all took uh, a role and like did scene studies on it and learned really how to do comedy at when I was 16. When you're a kid. Yeah. Which grade 11. Yeah. Print in the back of your head. Hell grade yeah, 11. Man. We spent doing Shakespeare. So the entire year you're focusing on your characters and Shakespeare and learning how to dissect the text. Grade 12, you create your own work and mm-hmm. you, you work in a group and you rotate between one person's director, one person's tech, one person's actor, two people actor. And then there's another, I forget the other job was, and you'd rotate as a team. And then the final year you would, uh, create your own plays uh, at the time, there was something called OAC. It was a final year of high school, and they've since gotten rid of it. But you would create your own work, and that would lead you into like trying to make it. And, and you enjoyed your whole time oh in school. God. That's what's crazy. Oh, so yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me something about this. Like, mm-hmm. since you enjoy, so you get to school, and mm-hmm. you're actually enjoying your yeah. time there. Yeah. What do you do after? Like, it's because a lot of people, you know, we hate school. Um, we get, we do something. We get in trouble after by doing dumb shit. Like, what was the dumb shit that you did? Me, I mean, I'm really like, I'm such a weird comic because I was pretty tame and I, mm-hmm. I had good parents and like, yeah, nothing really ever happened to me, but or fun shit. I mean, we would, it. you know, like we would, you know, I don't know, we'd like smoke weed and like joke around and riff and like mm-hmm. me and my, so part of the ADH show, the reason that it happened is like when I was a kid with all these guys I met in high school, we'd like smoke a joint, stand in a circle and then we would just like riff 
uh, rap and comedy and we would just go around the circle and you would just try to one up each other. Mm -hmm. But it was like very collaborative and we would just die laughing. And like, I, I really feel like I was... You know, I'm nervous for my son because of how great of a, a learning environment I have. I even like tell yeah. my wife who had enriched arts, you know, growing up, but like she hears about my stories and it's just like, I, awesome. I was just very lucky. I got in there at, at the right time when mm-hmm. the teachers were incredible. Uh, Jeanette and Rob and Jeff, and they were just um, Jeff Young, Rob Cook, Jeanette Peary, and they were uh, Young, incredible. Not yeah, Jeff Young, not Jeff Yonch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just inc- uh, just an incredible group of people that I'm still in touch with. We did we do reunions every year, like when everyone is in town I can imagine for Christmas. enjoying the people back home that much. Do you have, uh... Oh, but they're all brilliant. But they were like, <laughs> yeah, it was a feeder school. So everyone would come to the school because they were passionate about what they did. And this is just the drama department. I mean, there'd be a, a group of dancers who were like, these incredible sing uh, dancers, and then there was like the music. Like these guys are like still performing these days, and our uh, uh, like talent shows or musicals were like real productions. Like I you- got into college, and no knock on my college, but I learned more in high school than I ever did mm-hmm. in, in my BFA. And yeah. that's no knock on where I went, which is Concordia, Montreal. It's a great school, but I had already done it. Yeah, this was just because my dad wanted me to go to college, so I went to college. Hell yeah, dude. It's it was I was I was very lucky. So that's why I just want to emphasize it. If you're out there and you're sort of like trying to figure out, you know, socialized is socialized uh, education a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's good if you want a smart population and an intelligent group of people that mm-hmm. are all get an equal chance. And it's bad if you don't. Yeah. So you can pick which one you'd like. Or put more money. We have socialized education. Put more money into it. It's right. crazy. Wait, so you're telling me if you guys put that much money into your schools, Mm -hmm. did you guys not get bombed all the time by not having all that money in your military? Like, was it a war zone all the time in Canada? But, you know, (laughs) but the thing is, they're different. Like, they're just different countries. Canada can operate. A lot of what Canada can operate is because of its relationships with America. Mm -hmm. It's it's true. They're a symbiotic relationship. They rely on each other. And obviously... America is a mega power and they have different challenges that than Canada does. And, you know, they have to, they have a emphasis on, on the military and that's, that's cool. And that's for a lot of people. That's great. Wasn't great for me. My, um, one of my best friends growing up was like our neighbor. He's like, kind of like our cousin and he just finished 15 years in the Canadian military and mm-hmm. he's just retired from that. So we're very proud of him, Zach Galish. And, um, so he's, he's just wrapped up there and it's just, you know, he went to Afghanistan and, you know, it's it's just there. It's just a different environment, like being America versus being Canada in a global perspective. However, there is a there's been. I mean, I don't want to get into the Trump stuff, but like whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife, my wife's a teacher, so anytime I can uh, say like, just fucking put more money in education, everyone will be better at things. They don't want you to. won't like. They want to privatize. You won't think the shit on Facebook is real. If Do you know I went to a nursery school to check out for my kid for like two years from now because there's going to be a waiting list and it costs. God, that's a really that. good one, but it's that's 50. why I'm so happy we moved here whenever yeah. the kid was going into kindergarten, so there we didn't go. have to deal with like yeah. all the nursery stuff. Fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, no, it's insane. And then we're lucky we live in a really good charter school area, so we'll be okay. But oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, more about Thornhill. Can I just show you? My, this is my art art club. And, oh, cool. And. Uh, uh, Nice. In my high school. It's a bunch of people. They lo- this looks exactly like what my school would look like. The, the same kind of people. And um, the yeah. earth, the earth without art is just eh. 
And I will say when I was growing up, there was different arts high schools. It wasn't just mine. There was one within... This wasn't an art high school. 20 miles of each other. Okay. No, no. There was one in like Toronto. (laughs) That's just a high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But there was just... There was like other high schools that had uh, arts programs that were also amazing. Toko School for the Arts. And there was uh, Earl Haig and there's some cool stuff. So cool, man. So you're you're going to school there. You you get a great education. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, in so uh, my arts high school was in Unionville, so which was about a fifteen-minute drive from Thornhill. Oh, okay. So I thought I had, Unionville yeah. was just the name of it. No, it was a town. Dang, so I wish it I would have looked Thornhill. up some Unionville facts. Uh, Unionville facts: Unionville is in Markham, the home of Stephen Stamkos, who's a big hockey player. Mm-hmm. Everyone um, has a big hockey player. It's from. also very multicultural. Uh, a lot of uh, Asian descent goes there, um, and uh, yeah, it was a nice town. Beautiful, lovely, good people. That's where I went to high school. So nothing crazy happened in high school. You guys, you guys were just like the stoner kids, just hanging dude, out. Dude, we made plays. Know? We riffed. Hell yeah, we like dude. we did exactly what I'm doing right now. That would be the song of, yeah. of Avery, right? Just <laughs> just riffing, man. Just, just riffing. It. Yeah, Hell yeah, we dude. just joke around, and and we we didn't want to get into any trouble. Uh, I had a few friends that like that you could like they wanted to like fight people, and I was like, I'm just not going to hang out with these people anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, well, like I don't get it. Like, and I think that's because they didn't have a not even a focus, but like a real interest in high school to do something cool. Exactly. That's the, that's why I always feel like one's the, in the military places, <laughs> places should have school should have like so many different focus. It's not, a lot of people get like turned off by like the idea of like having an art school. Blah, what are they going to use? No, it's like, no, yeah. having different focuses. And a lot of those are going to be art to yeah. fucking focus all that. If you energy. don't want to, if you don't want to put money into the arts at that time, when you have to teach potential artists how to do what they do, you can turn off iTunes. You can turn off the television. You mm-hmm. can turn off the radio. You can stop. You can take down any colors off the wall. Mm-hmm. And anything, any kind of influence or anything except for like a gray box, you say, get rid of books. You can just sit in a room mm-hmm. and that can help your maybe. And then maybe you have a great society of like uh, uh, equations. And um, well, I guess that's about it. Yeah, exactly. So and you can cut the arts all you want, but you and you're uh, that's have my a only lot rule. of angry kids yeah. that are just like got this energy, and that's why like there was nothing to do in my hometown. That's yeah. why everyone did meth. This is like everyone yeah. just like exactly. went out and just everyone's bored out of their mind. That's what the bad kids did. The good yeah. kids like me, we got a twelve pack of beer and we drove drunk on back roads. That's that. That was the other. No, that's that was the, what the good kids did. Yeah. And I mean, if you're like, like oh, if you you're cutting the arts. And you're and you're like a senator. If you're like someone who's in a power like that, I just my only thing is then whatever you however you cut that has to be affected to your kids mm-hmm. directly. When you make decisions, it should be affected. Like so, your kids can no longer learn music. Period. You know, if you want to take out acting, then your kids can't watch television. Yeah. If you like, just things like that. I think it would put things in a lot of perspective, and it becomes an empathetical thing. Anyways, this is this is not funny. This is like serious. <laughs> it's a, fine. We don't have to be funny oh, okay. the whole time. All right. It's all Fair right. Enough. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, all right. So well, tell me about how like, uh, and we're in the part where it's just all about you. We're learning about you now. Great. Like, uh, uh, you know, you're in, uh, you're in your hometown, mm-hmm. and when, when it, times, it's time to go to college. You were saying you were oh, thinking yeah. about you didn't want to go to college, but your dad wanted. I, to. I didn't really want to go to college. Um, At this point, are you a full time? Like, are you like really? Because you went to art school, but mm-hmm. and it sounded like you did a lot of performing, mm-hmm. but. Is this when you were really into music as well? Are you an actual musician at this time, or is that something that came later? I mean, I, I've played the piano since I was seven, oh, guitar right since I was 15, and then the other instruments in high school. And what did you want to do at this point? Your senior year I was always going to be an actor. So when I was 15, there was a moment where I was like having an identity crisis, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know if I wanted to be like 
you know, I guess sort of lead a normal life mm-hmm. or get into the arts more when it was like, there was like a few months. So I actually transferred out of my high school, like for the next year to another school, which was sort of more of a local school. And I could have, you know, maybe been a lawyer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just having self self doubt. And at the end of the year, we did this play called murder in the cathedral. I was 15 years old and, uh, we're about to do the show. And everyone's standing in a circle. We're all dressed up in our attire. We close our eyes and they dim the lights. And then you, like, this is such a silly story, but no, we, it's not. we passed, uh, when you hold, everyone holds hands and you pass a pulse around, you like squeeze each other's hand and it goes around the circle. And then we did that for a long time and it really was quite a moving experience. And then the lights, then they said, open your eyes. And like we were on stage and the lights were on and like all my friends were dressed up and I like, really felt at home mm-hmm. and I knew I was going to be a performer and I walked out kind of like dazed and I saw my mom and I was 50 as a 15 year old kid and I she goes hey Avery and she'd help me like you know do the transfer papers and all that and I go I'm going to be an actor oh, that's yeah. it that's what's going on and uh, she's like but we did all the transfer stuff and my mom's a nice person she said, but we did all the transfer stuff I go yeah I don't know I'm going to be at Unionville for the next four years I'm going to be here for class I'm not going to that other class I don't really care i mean if they if i don't get a high school education i don't care i'm going to the school and i'm going to be an actor and that's it Hell i'm yeah, sorry man. like wh- whatever we need to do but i'm i'm i'll be at this school so i knew from a young age i wanted to be an actor i was also surrounded by it um hayden was doing well and i mm-hmm. like saw a little taste of that and um then i just like st- kept pursuing it and just wanted to get better and so then when I was 18, I'd already had like a pretty serious education and it was just more about development. And so my dad was like, you gotta go to college and like, just get older and like, you know, don't be like, have like, I don't know if I would have had young success or whatever, but mm-hmm. he just wanted me to like sort of be able to be on my own two feet. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I got into a program, a great program in Montreal, Concordia University, I got a bachelor of fine arts and acting and my buddies from, um, camp uh in montreal were there i moved in with them had a great three years so much fun lived in montreal by the way if you guys are just looking for somewhere fun to live like montreal toronto as well like montreal is like not in in the winter it's pretty cold but like summer in the montreal is an amazing place to be um go to just for last festival oh yeah and um then uh i did that in montreal and uh, it was fun, and I realized I needed some, like, real professional training. Uh, so I moved to New York and did a two-year degree in a neighborhood playhouse and learned Meisner technique for two years. Got my – went through, like, a bunch of different visas. Got my green card, lived in New York as an actor for eight years, moved back home for a year. Explain the Meisner mm-hmm. technique because oh, sure. I did this as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. So uh, – and, and I feel like people don't realize how – insane it is but it's uh i think it's brilliant i think it, it it's insane when you're doing it and then yeah 10 years later you you're it. like you're like oh yeah oh yeah let's explain it real quick so meisner technique uh came out of stanislavski which is from method acting and strasberg sort of went sort of a more um personal attachment uh in terms of sense memory mm-hmm. but meisner was seeking a technique sanford meisner was seeking a technique that um, allowed you to really live in the moment based on what was happening in the given moment in the given circumstance. So what he developed was this system of ob- observation and um, repetition. So you would look at someone and you would it, would, it starts as simple as you're wearing a white t-shirt. Uh, you're wearing a white t-shirt. I'm wearing a gray t-shirt, but you're wearing a white t-shirt. You're wearing a, you're wearing a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, and then the other guy would say, I'm wearing a white T-shirt. I'm wearing a white T-shirt. You're wearing a white yeah. T-shirt. And so you repeat this over and over, and eventually you sense that there's other things going on. It's not just about him wearing a white T-shirt. He's actually kind of, uh, th- you're thinking about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking about what I'm saying. You're thinking about what, yeah. I'm thinking about what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. So it becomes what you like learn to do with this technique is it becomes subtext. Mm-hmm. So you have your script and you become really responsive in a given moment because you're not just saying lines you're like saying things but there's other things that are going on in the room and there's like this whole other context you start living your lines instead of saying them yeah yeah i think every stand-up comic should do it because it's like you're doing the same material over and over and over and over again at mics and then eventually it becomes that same like oh i can't I can't just say these li- uh, th- these jokes. I need to actually, yeah. like, it, they need to be said in the moment every time. Part of the quotes, like some of the quotes are, I totally agree with you, part of the, some of the quotes are like, every moment has meaning. An ounce of behavior is worth a pound of words. Mm-hmm. So it's like those moments in like, even when you watch stand-up comedy, a Chris Rock reaction mm-hmm. can be way funnier than than like him talking for a while or whatever. I mean, he's amazing. It's probably a bad example, but like watching someone react to something that just like for an instant, that's what's memorable. And so that's sort of what this technique teaches you is just how to be really present in the moment. And so I studied there under their master class and did two years of acting there. And yeah, then he landed out here. Then I, well, I did theater in New York for about eight years um, and then I moved out here. Well, I came out here on vacation, liked it, and stayed. Mm-hmm. And That's when you started working at the improv? Yeah, I needed a job. Mm-hmm. I was never really into stand-up comedy. I mean, I love stand-up comedy, but I wasn't like pursuing stand-up comedy. I'd done sketch back in New York, and I've always been involved in comedy or com- comedic plays or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, one or the other. And I would write funny songs with my buddies, like these stupid, silly songs back in high school like, about like Cleveland steamers and... Um, women like jizzing in alleys like terrible stupid things and i love that we just had a really like yeah uh, mm-hmm. important conversation about the miser technique Meisner. and how like you know living in the mm-hmm. moment and then you know jizzing on jizzing on, on, on cardboard Cleveland's boxes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly um yeah uh so that's what we would do yeah i don't i can't even um I've had to like reinvent myself like 10 times in this career. And yeah. I think it's because of Unionville and like those arts programs. I've been able to do it because I've just had this broad understanding of stuff. So I came out to LA and got a job as a door guy at the improv because at the time at the improv, they weren't hiring guys that wanted to do stand up because they just wanted people to like work and mm-hmm. like be professional and be cool. And I was like, okay. And so I just went in there. My wife's like, just go in there and just be nice and just meet people and say hi. And and you had already been with your wife at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like serious. We were going to be get, getting engaged within like you know, cool. another and year. And you met her in New York? Mm-hmm. We met okay, her cool. doing a play when I was back in New York. Right on. Um, and I just sort of went like just hanging out at the door and tearing tickets when I was like 30. And just, you know, saying hi and meeting everyone, being nice to everybody. And like then eventually... Um, they, I was playing piano before a show just before my tech shift and Paige, who's now the booker there, mm-hmm. said, oh, just keep playing. And then I started playing before shows and I was playing piano on the Hollywood Improv main stage mm-hmm. out of obscurity after not even having a set, not even having like a joke. And I was playing there and like riffing off the audience and then different comics would like see me doing that and then like I don't know where like Jeff Ross would be like, Hey, where's Avery? Like, and like I'd be Jeff Ross would bring me up there, Apatow or mm-hmm. Tiffany hash, like all these like great people. And they just wanted like 
I think what's happened is like they just wanted to be able to do like have some fun with music, do something different. It's so great. You're you anyone listening to this? Uh, Avery is the piano man for the LA comedy scene. Like just having you on stage and like it makes it better, you That's know? Because every once in a while you can be like just riffing on shit. Yeah. With the guy on the piano. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's really nice. I appreciate it. It's very nice. Thank you. Hell yeah, dude. So um, you had to reinvent yourself a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I just found this and then um, I did it once. I, then I started subbing at the store. Jay Manium got me a job mm-hmm. at the store playing uh, piano on Potluck. Worked there for free for a year. And then because they never used to pay the piano guy and then they yeah. started paying me, which was great. And then one night I subbed in for Jeff Scott, the the famous Jeff Scott of the store. Mm-hmm. And Adam Ray was on and we just started like riffing. That's right, yeah. And we talked after and he's like, you know, I have a background in musical theater. I'm like, I have a background in musical theater, too. It was like the game. <laughs> it's like so stupid. And um, we started practicing. And then he's like, I'm going to bring you on the road. And then I've been on the road with Adam for like you guys are a great year together. and a half. And Thanks. Brad as well, right? Brad, Brad yeah. Uh, Brad will mess around Brad his podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, on his podcast, I'll I'll play around with those guys. And with Adam, we do like mostly improvised songs off the audience. What's going on? Mm -hmm. We have like a few set songs and, you know, we um, we have a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, if you're ever around, just come check it out. We just did Rec Room, uh, Hunter Hills. Great room. Amazing. Have you been down there? Yeah. It is the uh, anyone who's ever here heard uh, Todd Glass bitch about a perfect room to do stand up. Yeah. This is yeah. that room. Yeah. Like it's set up exactly how it's supposed to be. It's amazing. Uh, the energy is great. The sound system's amazing. The crowd is sat properly. Mm-hmm. There, your little semicircle right in the front. Everyone, it's just amazing. The people in the front, you're always get a sense like, oh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be good to riff off of. They're not gonna go crazy. It's also proof that you can make a perfect room mm-hmm. in any yeah, environment in, because it's in an arcade. It's in a, a glow zone. Alley. Yeah, yeah. It's in a glow zone. And guess what? In between sets, you get to go play for free because Hunter's the best. It's amazing. And we just played, I forget what it was like. We like were shooting each other last night. It was fun. Anyways. Um, yeah. And that's it. That is that's my the, life. And that is the reinvention of, of Avery over many years. <laughs> it's crazy, Much right? like yeah. Much like the Thornhill. beginning of oh, Thornhill. Oh, man. You're a great host. You just looped that right back to Thornhill. Oh, I'm yeah. like the guy that killed himself, maybe. No, I mean, you you went to kill yourself there at one point whenever right. you wanted to leave Unionville. Right. And then you realized, you know what? I can use my did fingers just, to sign my own thing. Did you just shape that whole interview? Good for you, man. That was great. It happened. Um, I will say, any comics listening, you should definitely do this podcast because it's just like, Joe's great, and this has been so much fun, and you get to like... Hear about your hometown. Who and, doesn't want to hear about the hometown? Man, you like, are who you're. You are your hometown. Everyone Lot, reps. Whether you love it or you hate it, yeah, it made you. It I'm made gonna, you. I'm gonna. I don't. I'm gonna go back when I go home. I have a Thornhill T-Birds. That's my old baseball team. I got a hat. I'm gonna get. I thought it. you were about to back. say you were in the like you guys made a Greece team of T-Birds like the. I was like in Greece. I was in Greece as a backup, but yeah, no, I was in Princess of the P. I was one of the princes, but it doesn't matter. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna get my hat back. I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it proud. Thornhill. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks man. for having me, man. This is a blast. We'll have to go watch uh, next time the Maple Leafs play the Predators. We'll have to watch it. Hell yeah, you should come over. It'll be yeah. fun. The Preds will. The Preds will win. Probably not. Hell yeah. We're actually a better team right now. No, nah, we're better. It's not true. We can look at the records if you want to pull it up. All right, we'll go. We're seven and three. Right. What do you guys? Right. Yeah. <laughs>